just once again make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinema Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. Cinema Psyops. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film.
Welcome to the 386th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. That is 386 weeks of my life that I have been doing this goddamn show since its inception. And joining me all the way across the city of Omaha for most of those episodes and most of those weeks is my co-host, Matt. I haven't vomited once today, so (laughs) victory. Actually, that's no small achievement on a New Year's Day. All right. No shit. I'm actually doing pretty well. I was in in bed just after midnight. Fucking slept. It's great. Yeah, I went to sleep relatively early myself. Um, I didn't really want to do anything like other people like to do things on New Year's Eve where they want to go see people and they want to ring in the New Year together and basically just getting drunk. That's a big thing that most people want to do when they get together anyway. They they just want to be drunk together. Sometimes they do things that I find more fun, like wanting to all fuck, but I don't get invited to those kinds of parties anymore i mean we're a little old now we're a little bit long on the tooth for that aren't we i mean i'm not i could still game i could still be game if i would get invited to that sort of thing but i just don't i mean to be invited to that i think we're a little long on the tooth oh yeah i'm no longer longer sexy that's the problem yeah that's i mean that's exactly it (laughs) but uh anyway so my whole new year's eve thing was at about 10 24 uh and some change i started ghostbusters too so that whenever the crowd starts singing because the new year came in and that helps defeat Vigo. It yeah. would be midnight. Nice. And my wife made it home from the party that she was hanging out at uh, for New Year's Eve. Just pretty much about an hour before that. So like about a half hour to 40 minutes into the movie is when we started celebrating for New Year's and she was already sloshed and then uh-huh. cracked open a bottle of wine and it just got worse from there. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, she got so drunk pretty much she couldn't even talk to me last night. Like she just couldn't form words and stuff. And I'm like, we should probably go to bed. Yeah, so right? pr- pretty much the New Year happened. We watched like another part of a movie and then that settled into where she wasn't even able to really communicate with me but we were able to manage to basically get up to go to sleep for the night and I ended up having to take care of Mac this morning for his shot (laughs) as part of what I my morning routine so she really lucked out because she is not feeling so great no vomiting happening in this house thus far but uh, that doesn't mean that it won't happen in secret while I'm doing the recording so she can hide her shame doesn't mean it can't get there (laughs) right and I'm just chilling with the hemp derived legal high which could cause me to vomit because of how much it causes me to fucking cough. Yeah, right? Yeah, you gotta be careful on that one. Yeah, the worst thing about these uh, hemp-derived cabinoid things and the simulated cabinoid things that are available legally in this state is that they are harsh as fuck on your lungs, and they are hard to get the right kind of blends of stuff that won't fucking make you cough until you vomit, because that's basically what happens, is it it makes you cough so bad that like you start feeling a little, just a little nauseous, and that that almost happened to me, even at the start of the recording of this show. Yeah, I heard it, and I was like, well, don't die. Not yet. <laughs> right. The audience isn't going to hear that, but yeah, that's basically what's happening. And you can kind of hear it in my voice. My voice is still irritated. Now, let's get back to what we were let's, talking about. Let's, let's get back to nuns and priests going ham on genitals. Let's do that. <laughs> Clip. Uh, <laughs> so the true story of the nun of Monza is neither true no. nor a story. No. But, but it is a sneaky Bruno Mattei film that caught its way into us. I don't know if you'd realize that or not. Is that that's Bruno Mattei? Bruno Mattei did this piece of shit. Nice. Look at that. This... I, I would submit to you that this is the most coherent film that he has done, and it's still a fucking mess. Uh, 
Probably. Yeah. It's still all over the place. I agree. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to it. It was very difficult to try and follow. And uh, while I was doing the notes this week, uh, both of my cats were desperate for my attention. And uh, Mika got up on my wife's laptop that I was typing the notes up on into my Google Doc and fucking deleted like two fucking paragraphs on me before I realized it. She stepped on the mouse just right, highlighted two paragraphs, and then stepped on the delete button. Nice. <laughs> well, that's something. Yeah, and since it was Google Docs, I didn't have a control Z to undo some of it. I only got certain portions of it back, but like I had just basically typed up a bunch of stuff. She highlighted what I just got done typing. So I had yeah. to back up about 10 minutes worth of film to go back and finish because of Mika. Good times. Uh <laughs> and uh my cat Mac kept uh nipping at and or pawing at my elbow when I was typing because he wanted attention. And then oh, of course. Then when I was ignoring him from causing me pain, then he just started headbutting my elbow for attention, which made me mistype and misspell things and such. Because these are cats. I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Not get your attention? Right. They're just going to keep going no matter what. And I... They literally they literally run your life. So right. that's how you have to live. Well, here, here's the funny thing. It took me even longer to do the notes because I just paused the movie and gave the cats all the attention that they wanted because guess what? That was far more enjoyable than watching the film for me this week. I, I would agree. <laughs> So this is going to be a little bit of a rough uh, episode for us to describe all the action that's taking place. I'm just going to spoiler warn you up front. There is a whole lot of fucking sexual assault and grossness about this movie. Lots of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. So just be prepared for that. Um, While well, I said it's the most coherent film that uh, Bruno Mattei has ever done, this was shot back to back with that The Other Hell movie we already covered on Omei Mattei. Yeah. Or March oh, okay. Mattei month. So th remember when I told you that it felt like there were scenes from other movies just inserted into that Other Hell movie? Yeah. It was probably That's, this movie that they snagged some of those shots from. It, it was this one, huh? Yeah, I would gather. And uh, the film, this one is like non-supernatural. This is all just the evil that humans do. You yeah. could honestly say that Satan, God, demons, devils, all of that had nothing to do with what was actually happening here. This could have been a story that would have taken place with anybody in these same kind of dire circumstances. This could have been a women's prison film yeah. where the new warden takes over and gets like, you know, manipulated and all of that kind of shit too. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that this could have been, you could have made this into any kind of a fucking movie. <laughs> right. It's just general exploitation and sleaze. And instead of like beating around the bush, let's just go ahead and jump into talking about it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Come on. The, the final uh, pirate radio edit representation of nuns and nunsploitations for this week is just going to be all over the place and crazy and weird. We're going to have some black metal. We're going to have some old school hardcore punk. We're going to have the fucking cult eventually. The band The Cult eventually show up here. So it's going to go all over the place and all over the spectrum. Up first, we're going to have the Legion Patreon ad. And immediately after that, we're going to have the dwarfs with lesbian nun. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. 
For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> that band is all sorts of fucked up, and uh, because the song is only like a minute and seven seconds, and we came in right at the very end yeah. with the fade out, I'm just going to loop it as we're talking now before we actually go into discussing the true story of the Nun of Monza, because, well, because I have to loop it, it's only a fucking minute. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if, we waste enough, if we waste one enough, minute. Yeah, if we waste enough time here, I may have to loop it like two or three times before we actually go into the review. Well, let's just waste time then. Uh, how's nah, the weather just, in your... Let's just do the review. It's fine. Oh, fuck. Fine. Go. All right. True story of the nun of Monza. The film opens on what I assume is a woman taking her vows to become a nun and immediately cuts to a horse being led around as the shots focus on its wang. And What's then- with all this horse fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we have a ton of clips about horse fucking, and I see it, and I'm like, is this just a thing? Like, is this what everyone thinks is like fucking? Why is it always horses? It's a thing. It is a thing. Thank you. We haven't even actually seen that thing yet. But we've no. seen the thing, but we haven't the seen thing. the thing. Yeah, no, yeah. That gets mixed but, in with more shots of a female horse's vag back and forth, back uh, and forth as they are actually prepared and raring to go to mate, and it seems to be that it's about to become a thing. It's a it's, thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Hope you weren't eating an open face roast beef sandwich or else that's just going to be appetizing at this point. This horse sex is a thing. It is a thing. He's right. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> and it actually does become a thing where you actually see the horse fucking as we are forced to experience this breeding exercise. Jesus. This cuts back and forth to the woman becoming a nun and having to be paid to do it. Um, like basically they have to pay the mother superior and the nunnery needs to get a certain amount of dowry. So basically, like, the money that is paid for a woman for marriage, essentially, like, women themselves are such second-class people in this world that you literally have to be given money to take some, take them off your hands. You, you have to give someone else money to take a woman off your hands, whether it's marriage or whether it's going to a nunnery. You have to be paid to deal with a woman. Pretty fucking gross. Yeah, this this is a horrific thing. Just, we need it, to state that. Do, do you think this is, like, how Bruno Mattei actually thought of women? 
I honestly don't know because he didn't write all of this. Claudio Fergassi is actually the oh. writer on this. This is the first oh, thing okay. that they teamed up on. This and the other hell, they worked on them at the uh, same time. I got you. You know, I just never know because women typically never have a good time in a Bruno Mattei film. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of all Italian films where you could probably <laughs> accuse some misogyny going on there. Yeah. This cuts back and forth with a woman becoming the nun and then the, the horses fucking back and forth, back and forth. And at some point we see a dude watching the horses fucking and he's sleazing on them where he's really into this. Yeah, he's a little too into it. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Court, if you were way too into watching two horses fuck, I'd be like, all right, we're gonna have a long convo because you can't be this into watching two horses fuck. It should not be giving you this good of a time. I guess the shortened summary of the first, like, ten minutes of this film is basically... Jumped right into horse fucking. They really did. They jumped right into horse fucking. I mean... It, it's not the only movie. I mean, look how many clips about horse fucking we have. And what what did the horses do to you assholes? Leave them alone. God damn. Dude, if you're this upset now over this brief scene of two horses having actual breeding, just wait until we get into the next box set. You are going to fucking hate a movie in that for sure. Oh, great. Fucking Jesus. After the horse fucking finally ends, some drunken party kids sneak into the church during the ceremony and make a big drunken scene, drawing the attention of our new nun and revealing this may not be what she wants for her life. You know what's really fucking weird is uh, I've been drunk, like, a lot in my life and uh, and fucked up on other stuff, too, and young. I've never stumbled into a church. Never. Never even thought of it. Just fucking stayed away. Well, it turns out there's a reason for that. We just don't know that yet. Yeah. What that I'm reason just is. Right. Now the opening credits roll all over the place and it takes for fucking ever. The t- credits are really fucking long. Yeah, man. Talk about filler. Holy shit. After the credits, it turns out one of the drunken party crew came to see the priest, and that's why they're there, to discuss how he murdered someone, but it was a fair duel and he should be absolved or something like that. Like, yeah. I think he's trying to use the priest to help him get out of trouble. I think so. He doesn't believe in any of the church bullshit, but needs the priest for something here and then declares his desire for our main unnamed fresh new nun that just showed up. Yeah, he's like, damn. And of course, yeah, the new nun there, so of course he has to creep on her and it's fucking gross. He tosses her a rose, gestures like a douchebag and the nun picks up the rose to give it a sniff and is confronted by a senior sister who strikes her with the rose, leaving a few scratches on her face. They cut from this to the nuns discuss their various dalliances with some kind of sin while doing needlework. Nothing serious, but they seem to be judgy and teasing each other about their desires because they are human beings and have such things. Yeah, and they hate that they have such things apparently and i love how they all have desires yet they all give each other shit for having them so man you know if people could just like stick together life would be all right for them but none of them can do that cut to that night in the convent as all of the nuns appear to be slumbering the main new nun virginia is walking the halls in a nightgown and then confronted by a torch carrying nuns in her dreams apparently they decide to just like cut to it but then let us know that it's her dream because we see her rolling around on the bed as it goes back to that blurry vision between the two things. Yeah. It seems she is having some sort of sexual dream where 
she is being tormented and teased by the nuns, including a mock sort of baptism where she is soaked and laughed at. This fades into her walking up to a couple frozen in a kiss naked, and it's her and the rose-tossing murderer dude. They keep up with this motif with different angles and poses of them in sexual congress, yet frozen in congress as she walks up to them. There is plenty of nudity during this sequence, so thank you, movie. Hey, yeah, thank you. This is uh, this is all thank you, movie stuff. This is all right. She ends up in the chapel area and poses in front of the Jesus cross, which changes into the dude with the rose, but he's dressed like Jesus, and she starts kissing that Jesus just above his junk. Holy shit. Then <laughs> cut to... This is, this is getting real. This is getting real. One nun wakes up the other and confesses to sins of the flesh and asks that her flesh be given the old mortification for her lustful dreams. They do this whipping topless, so thank you, movie. I don't know if I'm into the whipping, but the, the topless part's all right. But I, I don't begot anybody for their interests. Everybody here is having something done to them they want done. The one yes. woman wants to be whipped for feeling sin. The other one wants to whip because she's feeling sinful, I'm guessing. This is some serious S&M territory they dip into, which is probably what's making Matt uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not into uh, S&M, uh, but, so, but like I said, I never begot anybody else for being into it. So This is actually stopped before going too far into S&M territory by a third nun who is awoken by the fucking lustful sounds of them whipping each other. The abuser Have you gone crazy? The abuser right. realizes what it is that she's done and begins begging her victim for forgiveness and kisses the back wounds, lapping up some of the blood at the same time. Holy fucking shit, at least this part of the movie's good. Court is at full throttle at this point. <clears throat> you could have just kept repeating this type of behavior for the rest of the movie and I would have been severely entertained. Yeah, yeah. Court have been like, well, this is, uh, this is a great movie and anybody who doesn't think so can go right to hell. Cut to the priest is being a bit vain when the murderer dude shows up and laments how he wants to bang Virginia once again to this guy who is actually a priest. Now, it turns out that it was Virginia who was the one that woke up begging for being whipped, but when they have the whipple things that cover up their hair and they all have very similar facial structures, it's really hard to tell them apart. We've already lamented that in previous films, and this one yeah. is no exception to that. It's really tough. It's a, it's a tough go. And I didn't realize it was Virginia until midway through the whipping, they show her face where the, the rose had hit her face and it was cut, and that's a great way to really be able to distinguish her character from everybody else. Uh, I wrote it down here, even though I, because I just didn't want to go back and insert it into the notes above yeah of course damn it the priest tells him that it's hard to bang a nun because they take a long time to be brought around or some shit like that and the murderer says that it is horse shit because nuns are women still too they hint that this dude likes it when a woman will not give consent but they blow past that in the discussion when the priest hands him a how-to manual on coercing a nun to fuck no shit there is some kind of a handwritten manual done by a monsignor a couple of years years ago or whatever that this guy had known that basically tells you what you need to do to manipulate a nun into sex jesus christ the fuck <laughs> that ends the first 20 minutes oh great hope hope everyone had a great time that 20 minutes you got horse fucking and nuns whipping each other and some guy fucking handing over a manual on how to bone a nun Fuck it, that's an active 20 minutes if I've ever seen it. Yeah, the first 20 minutes is actually pretty promising, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, don't let that fool you, because it is yeah, a Bruno no. Mattei film. <laughs> yeah, it's a Bruno Mattei film, so everything's gonna get wonky here in a second. <laughs> you ready to keep moving? Yeah, let's keep going, yeah. I've I said all I had to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you start a movie with horse fucking, what more can you say? <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't bug me. That's, you know, horses fucking breeding. That's what they were watching. Okay, whatever. The only thing that bugs me is how into it that one guy got. And then um, the rest of the stuff that was happening, like the sex dreams of her being tormented with the blasphemy, um, the nuns whipping each other, shirt topless, and then, um, you know, any of the consensual sex that was kind of going on in some of the fantasies or the paused fantasies. All good stuff. All thoroughly enjoyable. You know, that first for the first 20 minutes. And I don't even give a shit that they started with, you know, an animal breeding thing. It's just something that they basically did to show that there's, you know, all animals fuck is basically what they were getting at. It's real ham handed, but that's Bruno Mattei. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. All animals fuck. Yeah, we're, we're I'm well aware. But uh, yeah, just the guy enjoying it a little too much. And then also, again, why is it always fucking horses? <laughs> because they have enormous genitalia, apparently. I guess. All right. I mean, fuck it. Jesus. All right. Cool for you guys. The next 20 minutes starts with a shot of the chapel area as a nun walks through and then comes to the priest's room to disrobe. So thank you, movie. She stripped on her own. Yeah. Yeah. That's thank you, movie. She, uh, she, she wanted to get some business done. So she strips all the way down and hops into bed with him, but the film cuts away from any sex. So what the fuck? Okay, whatever. No thank you, movie. (laughs) The cut jumps to Virginia being notified that her father has passed away and is handed his ring, and then the servant swears loyalty to her as the new Don or some shit like that. Like, she rules the land like she inherited from her father, who apparently was some form of a noble. Oh, well, that's good for a nun to have, I guess. I fucking don't know how that's going to work, because, you know, nuns aren't really allowed to own shit, so. We cut from this to a chorus of nuns singing. I don't know what that room specifically was but it looked like that's where the nuns would worship together you yeah know? i think so yeah, yeah because like they i don't know if that like if they are if they hear like a sermon or something like that that's like in the chapel with the priest who is there and the chapel is the front facing part of this cloister or whatever where uh people can you know like actual normal people come in for church that are catholics but the yeah. nuns are locked to the back of it and there's a gate between the two and so the nuns actually area where they're doing the worshiping here that's the chorus area that they're singing and praying is actually like gate locked off but it's still inside that church and that's a way into the convent i don't know if they really showed that all that well in the movie i only just actually figured it out by realizing that that's all the same room (laughs) after watching it all hey man however you got to get it done i mean sometimes these things happen (laughs) right but it's like the logistics of this is important this gate comes into play a lot later on in the movie where you know people are talking through it or whatever you know? yeah so, true hey. yeah <laughs> i'm just saying that sometimes you, you miss some you go back and you redo the notes anyway that's the gate that he's actually passing the actual uh the ring through to her and everything like that um yeah she goes back to this chorus which is then in the same like another part of that area that's it's roped off or whatever the where this gate is. She goes into the chorus room area and then she is confronted by what I think is the mother superior because this is the one that's supposed to be like really infirm and dying of some kind of weird bone disease. Yeah, weird bone disease. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably cancer. Probably cancer. I think yeah, but that's what they call it as a bizarre bone disease or yeah. something. Or an they illness just don't in know it's 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 bone cancer. Right. She's confronted by the leader of the chorus when she reveals she is the leader of Monza now and demands respect. This got weird. I don't understand why this would take place because, as Matt stated, she wouldn't have been allowed to own property both as a nun and a woman anyway. Yeah, I mean the woman. Yeah, but I mean even just let's say it's even more modern day where women can own property. Nuns can't. Nuns and pre. 
priests can't own shit. It's a whole fucking vow of poverty. This makes all the nuns around get some longing looks of sorts for her. The ring is kissed, and there is a bit of a transfer of power now. Yeah. Yeah, now Virginia is a bit more than Mother Superior. Cut from this to an orgy is happening as tits are out and a dude dressed as Lucifer turns out to be the priest and he tries to get after this topless woman that comes over to him saying that it is a carnival right now and that everything is permissible because tomorrow he will absolve her and everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying thanks movie. I mean, this is a thank you movie. Yeah, all of this stuff in the orgy seems to be pretty fucking consensual, so yeah. Everyone wants to be there. It seems everyone's having a good time and uh it's another party we didn't get invited to court so i guess you know we're assholes that's a, that was a decent sized orgy but the uh, ratio yep. of men to women seemed a little off for uh purely straight sex yeah it uh it seemed like there's at least two or at least one extra dude uh to all the everyone seemed to be coupled up and you know they get on the table he, he makes them into a mishmash pile of people and then this <laughs> then the dude who's kind of directing dressed as caesar almost uh directing everything just hops on the pile and just kind of crowd surfs on people having sex so i mean good for you dude i don't know what he's getting out of it but he seemed to be having a good time well that just described the last two paragraphs of my notes so we're going to just move ahead past this scene because <laughs> matt covered that just fine you are welcome Cut to the priest sneaking back into the church in a cloak that barely covers his devil costume as a nun prays and hears him. He pops into the confessional and the nun is Virginia who begins to confess her sins of sexual desires. The priest then drunkenly rants about sins of the flesh and starts getting pervy all over the confessing Virginia, talking about how he would love to fuck her in graphic detail. She then looks at him in the confessional and is mortified by the fact that he is dressed up as the devil as he drunkenly rants how he desires her over and over. He then begins to sexually assault her, but she finds a way to fend him off, and the film cross-dissolves to a nun talking about how no one can protect them because their mother superior is far too sick to try. So there is nothing but a devil there to tempt them, and since Virginia is the Lady of Monza, she should replace the mother superior or some shit like that. Yeah. Like I said, power transfer, (sighs) old mother superior is not doing hot <clears throat> so let's uh let's get some new blood in there uh maybe that somebody who can help keep uh these uh fucking creeps from you know molesting the nuns well there's that but also the woman who is saying that is the nun Benedetta, who benedetta or whatever i can't really pronounce her name who i do believe um has been accused of lesbian activity with another nun and so therefore is trying to position virginia in here so that she can also get the power to kind of hide what it is that she wants wants to do behind the convent wall. That's true. That's true because she's friends with her. So, you know. Right. So there's there's a lot of like, it's not quite Game of Thrones level of political intrigue going on inside of this convent, but it's enough to really give you story bits to grab onto if you want to pay attention to that sort of thing. It was enough to keep me going. Uh, So that's why I was surprised as Bruno Mattei. Now, don't get me wrong. uh, Now that you say it, I can see it where things get lost. Uh, But I was like, wow, this is actually like for being exploitation. Uh, to me, I was like, this is actually getting kind of intriguing with everyone making their moves and shit like that. Well, there's there actually was supposedly an ancient tale of that has to do with this Nana Monza person. Like, apparently, yeah. it's like somewhat of a, if not an actual historical figure, like a folklore. She is. Histor- okay. She's an actual uh, historical figure. I looked. I actually looked it up, and there's like a ton of movies about her. Right. So not just not the, an exploitation, but like other ones. So. Right. So this is basically another adaptation of that. So it's got a story with 
switch to follow. And it's actually got, you know, the lives of several nuns that were also in that same cloister or convent to be able to follow as well. Yeah. And I think it tries to jam as much of that in as possible. And by trying too hard, they lose the threads that they set up because they forgot where they were at. Agreed. That's exactly what happens. All right, we're not quite into the next 20 minutes. I kind of did a uh, first 20 and then like first half of the movie, so we got to keep going. All right, let's keep going. All right, cut Power to, through. Cut to Virginia is now the second in command, and the Mother Superior is lo- off limits to anyone but Virginia's left-hand lady, which means her running this convent is complete now, and they will quietly murder the Mother Superior to make this happen. That's my guess. Yeah, I mean, I would assume Mother... No, like, well, I guess quietly murder in a sense of just neglect. They're just going to leave her probably in a bed and let her die of bone cancer. Either that, or she does assign some people to take care of her. Uh, you could assume that maybe at this point, Virginia actually isn't fully evil. Like, she actually does... Yeah. I mean, there's hints of her actually wanting to do the good works that a nun does, but she also has physical needs and desires like any other woman would. And it just so happens that that's the one thing that she can't give up to do everything else that a nun would would normally do, which is what's really fucked up in the society and the Catholic faith of how a woman can actually serve God. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's just a woman. I mean, men have to, you know, be fucking chaste as well if you're going to serve God in the Catholic religion. It makes it rife with the ability for abusers to get involved. So, good job, everyone. Good job, Catholics. You're doing fucking God's work, I guess, dummies. Virginia tells the nuns to enjoy their meal, and the there are three that get up in what appears to be a protest. They say they are fasting for the good of the coven or whatever the fuck this yeah. place, nunnery, whatever. Like, they're praying to God by fasting, some some bullshit like that. The new mother superior of Virginia chastises them and says, your vow is not official, I override it, sit the fuck down, eat the fucking food. Some kind of dumb shit like that that she commands She's them like, to sit and they do it. Yeah, let's get a plate of wings and pitcher of beer. Let's go. Come on, everyone. They cut from this to a sex scene where the priest gets off with a nun. She talks about how now that Virginia is mother superior, it will be harder for them to throw down. The priest states that Virginia has a weakness and he can exploit it. She goes to get dressed and he asks her to stick around for a while. He talks her into some more nookie, but they cut away from that to <laughs> nuns. God damn it. Nuns roaming the halls, uh, they sneak off into a room together only to get caught by the priest and his sex toy lady. Now, the nuns, one of them was Bendetta, which is the one that we were, Benedetta or whatever that we were talking about, how this is what she was wanting to get away with. So essentially, the priest moves against uh, Virginia by manipulating Benedetta, who is manipulating Virginia, to get close to Virginia to be able to do a certain awful thing to be able to control her. Do you have a graph board where we can go through this? No, I'm just explaining. Who's it. manipulating who? I mean, man, you really. Na- I mean, I'm just like Jesus Christ. Well done, because you nailed that shit. Uh, <laughs> well, that's essentially what's going on here, right? Uh, Vir- yeah. Virginia has power and wealth now that she is like the Lady of Monza or whatever, and so the nuns that are underneath her are all jockeying for position in some way, shape, or form and manipulating her. And she's lo- so lost in the idea of faith, but also drowning in her own lust, where she can't really figure out what the fuck is going on and who's manipulating her. But then other people see that like manipulation and you know, leveraging can happen, like which is what happens in monarchies like this. Yeah. And so everybody starts getting leverage over everybody else, and like you know the Game of Thrones thing that I was talking about that's not quite to that level starts happening here with the intrigue. Yes, so exactly. uh, again, this is actually some pretty interesting stuff, and it's 
It's pretty easy to follow, but it very quickly falls apart from here. I mean, yeah, I know we keep saying it, prepare for the the shit, but guys, really prepare for the shit. (laughs) Okay, so the priest blackmails Benedetta with the intention of controlling the new Mother Superior Virginia as we spoke, and here is the plan, and you've been warned, and now is the time that it's going to happen. Yes. The plan that got set up is apparently to have Virginia stripped and sexually assaulted by the priest and two nuns. Then the main dude that has been doing the craving for her that is this uh, murderer guy that tossed her the rose is now yeah. part of this rape and it goes on for far too fucking long like way too fucking long and then it turns into this when he goes to rape her he's saying all this rotten fucking shit about how like he wants her to enjoy this he wants to show her that she can enjoy this or some shit like that it's just yeah. it's fucking disgusting and they turned it into this disgusting seduction ploy where she is taught to like sex this way and it's just fucking gross yeah, it's like, cause yeah, it's the no, no. And then he starts boning her and then, uh, raping her. And then, uh, she starts quote unquote liking it. So apparently that's the way it's supposed to be. And it's just disgusting. It's another one of those old tropes. It also does not help that while this rape is taking place, it turns on the nuns watching it. And one yeah. of them starts masturbating to it. And um, using the priest's hands to start masturbating with it. Right. That as well. Uh, and so once it, and she doesn't actually do that until it turns into where Virginia is quote unquote liking it, but it's still fucking disgusting and it still does not fucking help. No. Yeah. It's, it's all bad. You can't, it's good. you can't enjoy a single second of that. And if you do, you got no. an issue. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, this is, there's, this is a definite no thank you movie and fuck you movie. After this assault, we see Virginia healing and contemplating the blood of, from her assault that seems to be implying that she was se- a virgin. Yeah. It seems to be implying that she was a virgin essentially. They cut yeah. from this to a nun was trying to escape and it turns out she was spying on this fucked up nunnery and was to report to the bishop on this shit but she was caught just before she could the priest and his nun lackeys decide to lock her up and hide her away but don't know how to keep her from shouting for help so they put her in his chambers first and that is the end of the first half of the movie terrible so their plan was to basically get Virginia hooked on the dick when it came to this guy and yep. rather than slowly tempt her and try to work it out they just strip her naked and have the guy rape her into submission and that works and that's what we're supposed to go with and that's what we're supposed to like just ignore that that happened and that's how the relationship started basically oh god <laughs> the rest of the movie pretty much goes all downhill from here and it's really hard to enjoy any of the shit that happens after this after that fucking basically gang rape although only one person did the raping and everybody else just basically facilitated yeah, everyone just kind of always, uh, I guess, into it or whatever. Ugh, fucking gross. All right, so you ready to roll into the next 20? I am now. The next 20 starts with Virginia in her blood-soaked clothing, begging God for forgiveness for her assault, and that is some <laughs> like, fucked up shit what? for sure. Yeah, what the fuck? As she... Ugh. As she is praying, her rapist sneaks into the room. She admonishes him for the rape and asks if he is here to deride her in her penance clothing, which is more of that mortification of the flesh bullshit of a shirt, as it is pinpricking her breasts, apparently, and that's where all that blood is coming from, or something along those lines. They don't yeah. really say, but he removes the shirt from her and states she is not the one who should be punished, but him for tarnishing their love, and then asks her to pierce his heart or just stab this, stab him deep into the 
flesh or whatever to Do punish it. him. Which like, is cut off his dick. Which is the worst kind of gaslighting horse shit where he gets to be the victim as he yeah. couldn't help himself in this bullshit ploy he's trying to get her to buy. I still want to. I I want her to cut his dick off. Bunch of fucking horse shit. Yeah, terrible. This leads to them fucking. Though after the gaslighting, this is all still a huge fuck you movie even before the fact that she is also a rape victim and he is a rapist that they are trying to play off as being a couple now Ugh, just disgusting and it turns out in a cutaway scene that he was going to hand her a trick knife anyway and it was all a fucking ploy so it's even more fucking gross at this point Ah. What an asshole. They cut from this to a getting to know you by candlelight sequence as we see Virginia is naked by candlelight and talking about divine inspiration and why they are meant to be together, her gaslighting rapist and her. What the actual fuck movie, now she's in love with him. Yeah, ugh, fuck me. What is that? They discuss her life and fortunes for what feels like forever as the candle moves back and forth over her naked body. This is a part where she talks about the good she actually wants to do in the world and why she actually wants to be a nun, but why she thinks that like sex and the other things that are being denied for her shouldn't be denied for her because she could still serve God and still do good and blah, 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 blah. It goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, of course. Because it's Matei. As she's caressing her fucking rapist that she fell in love with. Uh, uh. They cut from this to Virginia is punishing two nuns who were not able to fulfill their duties for taking care of the ailing and dying Mother Superior, who we all fucking forgot about, apparently. Who? She has apparently taken a turn for the worse as whatever illness she has seems to be affecting her brain and driving her to behave like an animal. She apparently just poops all over her fucking cell, will not fucking eat, throws her food at them, and has just become rather violent. Well, good. Good for her. I mean, I'm telling you. They discuss how to deal with this and that they should still be punished for not bringing this to her attention sooner. Virginia blames herself once again for all of this because she is fucking Catholic after all. And that fucking crashing fucking guilt has to always be there or there is no point to her faith at all. Yeah. I mean, obviously. The trio make their way to check on this mother superior and she has been dead so long that she is a dried up mummified corpse that is being eaten by rats. How long is it? been now that they forgot about her what the actual fuck this makes no sense well i mean listen there's a lot of business to attend to in the convent Uh, a lot of things to falsify some things fall through the cracks court you're being awfully fucking judgy right now they cut from this to the priest is forced to absolve and do the last rites for this murdered body or whatever uh she is that is the mother superior i don't know what the fuck happened or how long she's been dead or whatever but his murderer buddy makes him do these last rites. They give her absolution and a burial together, and that cut from this to Virginia and the murderer throw down after discussing if their love will last or not. This is a long, drawn-out sequence of her laying on top and kissing him naked, and they pose like a crucified Jesus for a segment or two of this, and then the actual fucking starts in what is supposed to be a romantic roll about the hay. But let's not forget, this is a gaslighting rapist and his victim here. Yeah, it's fucking gross. And we are now at the hour mark. Oh my God, we have more of this? Jesus Christ. It really, really, really dips in the 15 minutes immediately after the first half of the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, now it's gotten to be fucking too much. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't uh, mind the interplay of the intrigue and the multiple blackmailing and stuff like that, but the way that they are trying to sell this relationship getting started is such fucking horseshit. They yeah. didn't have to go this way. They did oh. not have to do this at all. They did it to be salacious and exploitative, and it's fucking gross. Mm. It is. It's very gross. Ah, fuck me. Jesus Christ. Gross. It just And again, now taking forever. Now the grossness lasts too long. Yeah. Yeah. They're focusing in on the wrong things that they should not be focusing in on because they think that's titillating and going to excite us. And uh, for us, it doesn't work and it's really gross. Yes, it does not. So you were wrong. You're all been wrong. And you sit there in your wrongness while being wrong. Yeah. It gets real mean spirited and then tries to gaslight us about how mean spirited it was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're not mean. You guys are just don't understand things in most cases they're right in that like with that statement but in this case they are absolutely wrong yeah yeah you i don't usually understand a lot of things but i do understand this motherfucker you want to just do the end run on the last 33 minutes of the film let's let's run yeah let's run at home all right the final 33 minutes starts with virginia in bed as a different priest is led to her it turns out he's apparently a doctor because he examines her and boom she is a pregnant mother superior right now oh the scandal that's not good oh the horror of no birth control and an inability to vacuum the parasite out of her yeah Sorry, everyone. Oh, you're just gonna you're gonna let it go the way that I described an abortion. You're just gonna let that go. I'm gonna let it go because I was actually quite impressed by it. So listen, y- y- tasteless or not, it fucking was still unbelievable. <laughs> Cut from this to rapist finds out he is a daddy and won't be let into the nunnery. Cut from this to old nuns have some kind of key and are off to do some kind of covert bullshit, but we don't know what. They cut from this to the priest and his fuck buddy, co-conspirator, are planning something, but we don't know what yet. Yeah. They plan to use a new nun to do something we learn from this, like, overlong exposition while they're making out and somewhat naked. So this kind of an okay thank you movie, but they also, you know, held a nun down to let a man raper basically yeah so i'm still not cool with them yeah I, I i'm i still got some problems uh that i would love to introduce my foot into their ass and apparently this uh guy that the head nun is in love with somehow is now in jail and can't stop them because he murdered his maid or some shit like that and got busted doing it and he's gonna hold off on clearing it out or on clearing it up because he wants to essentially use this guy and keep him out of the way or something i can't remember exactly what it was that they were talking about thank uh, by the way guys uh this isn't court's fault at all thanks matey he's finally come completely off the fucking rails and the story is just at a lost point right now yeah the dialogue actually jumps around a lot and it's a lot of expository dialogue that actually clears nothing up and i'm I'm nothing yeah, and I'm glad Not that you saw that little. too. Yeah, it's yeah, so oh God, yeah, it so Dude, gets I, convoluted and bullshitty here just between the two of them, and they try to make yeah. so much more out of it than it is. At this point, I was like, um, "Fuck, I'm glad this isn't my week to do the fucking notes because I'm lost now and I have no idea where this new story came from. I have no idea what's going on with these people. So <laughs> fuck us, I guess." The cut from this to Virginia is bathing and she's naked. So thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's thank you. She's she's doing something of her 
own free will. The Although new it makes us feel like voyeurs doing it, but fuck it, I guess we are. The new peasant nun comes in. That is the part of this weird, vague story that's going on. Yeah. she says some vague things in an attempt to manipulate or scare Virginia, but this goes nowhere. And there's at least tits on screen while she's drying her off and everything. Also, there's a scene where the woman playing Virginia stands up and pretends to be like, you know, holding onto her stomach to like help support it, and like she's having a hard time standing up. And she looks extremely not pregnant in that moment. Yeah, she is so not pregnant. Not even a little. (laughs) I mean, come on. She doesn't even look slightly constipated with how skinny her tummy was there. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, if you're pregnant in any sort of months, uh, you need to go to a doctor because there's no way that baby's surviving if you're that skinny. Ooh. Bad? (laughs) Considering how things turn out later, yeah. You're kind of predicting the film. I I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, 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 you know, I know, I know. I just predicted the film. I, I thought when you went, ooh, I was like, did I just go too far? I didn't think that was too far. Yeah. Cut to a scene of two. Yeah. Nu- <laughs> cut to a scene of two nuns reading porn and getting hot and bothered yeah. as a third shows up and sneaks in a dude who is playing around blindfolded with the nuns before getting led to a bed where the quad sex play begins. About yeah. fucking time we got some consensual nun sex. We can there feel we okay about here, movie. Thank and now, you and for now, this. They, and this is the kind of numbers, you know, if you're you're a straight male, this is the kind of numbers you're looking for if you're going into an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the proportion three, of male to female is like the straight dude's dream, a, yeah. Yeah, it's like three times the chance to disappoint people. It's great. This guy seems like he's up for the challenge of making sure that he can really, really make them all feel blousy and not satisfy they, any of them. He's going to give them the five most mediocre minutes of their entire lives. They cut from this to an old nun creeps over a tomb. The priest and the peasant nun have a birth plan set up for the mother superior, which I'm pretty sure means kill the baby while birthing it. I mean, I would assume, yeah, that's that's the birthing plan there. That's a great birth plan. And they cut to the mother superior is now giving birth. This is by far the worst film and most ridiculous birth sequence I have seen that is still being sold as serious and not doing it to be over the top and funny. I was like, are are we sure we're not like they're not they're punking us at this point, right? They're they're made a comedy and they want us to think it's not. But no, no, they want you to feel something here. This all ends with an actual stillbirth or the baby murdered. We're not really 100 percent sure because the the main uh peasant nun lady that did this or or was like acting as a midwife for this birth is holding the baby upside down and it never makes a sound so we don't know exactly how it happened or if it was how it died but it's definitely dead and that is shown in silhouette or shadow they cut from this to the baby is tossed into an underground water source by the ex-lover of virginia who i thought was in prison but apparently is now not fucking Matei, what the fuck right what are we doing around here For some reason, stillborn babies make this pair of the peasant woman nun and the would-be murderer rapist super hot for each other, so they start playing a sex game as he pops off her top. I hate this dude so much so that even nudity that is consensual around him does not feel okay. No, yeah, I I really want this guy to die in uh, painful ways, like getting his dick cut off and then just bleeding out. She gets naked and they throw down, but again, not something I'm going to really enjoy, so we're going to move past that. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of that. They cut from this to Virginia is 
praying to God to find answers in why her baby was stillborn and why the Catholic faith is so fucked up she has to blame herself for the sexual assaults she has endured. She hears people laughing at her and the film cuts away to the peasant nun fucking the rapist dude. They cut back from that to a nun comes to the mother superior now and the peasant nun is caught by the priest and his crew coming back from the rapist murderer dude's house and interrogated by them. Yeah, I mean, of course. She straight up talks about how she got the same bullshit platitudes from this murderer rapist dude as the wealthy Monza lady mother superior, but she got it because she was hot to trot and not rich, which means more than why the rapist went after Virginia. She's basically saying that this rapist dude wanted Virginia's money, but she was hot to trot and she actually was enticing him and all he really wants is like a compliant woman like her and that's all he needs. He doesn't even really care about Virginia. This is all overheard by Virginia who slaps the woman and tells her she still has to be locked away for three days to become a nun or something like that. We've seen that in one of the other films earlier this year. There are vague threats all around in all directions and the convent has so little time left before the inevitable inquisition search of the fuckery that is afoot in these walls. All these fuckeries, they're gonna get you busted because you you spend too much time doing a fuckery. We then cut to the three-day trial thing as the peasant nun is visited by the three nuns. One of them is Virginia. The rapist dude shows up and beats the peasant nun to death with a log in front of everyone like it is nothing, even though they are all horrified by what has happened. Some higher-up dude from the church shows up with the three older nuns. The priest has a paper clips moment over the latest murder and is like, you know, trying to like regain his faith. He feels really guilty about what it is he's done. He realizes he's totally gone too far this time. Yeah, I think he was even having those feelings when they led the gang rape of Virginia. He was he went away and started having that kind of shit happening. And you're like, well, too little too late now. You facilitated a rape, you piece of shit. And a murder now. And a murder now, yeah. So the nuns, you're, you're a bad person. The nuns all pray to find some respite from this crushing guilt, this never-ending guilt that is Catholicism in a nutshell. Yeah, but you won't find it. <laughs> they cut to an old nun rats out everything to this main church dude that showed up for his inquisition. As she talks about how there is no cloister and even Satan himself could be in and out of this convent doing whatever that it is that he wants to do. Dude says that is some serious shit to drop on him right there and they get to snooping about the nunnery. That's He's about- like, I, I just sat down. What the fuck? It's about like three or four minutes of screen time. I just condensed down to that small yeah. little like two sentences. <laughs> Reminds me of the, uh, the the family guy, Peter Griffin, where he's like, I just sat down. Who starts a sentence like that? <laughs> Murderer rapist says the priest will help him cut up the body the next day. The priest declares that he is no butcher. The murderer retorts that he has become quite the grave digger of late, meaning that he helped him hide the mother superior. So you're going to help me hide this body. Yeah. yeah. Murderer, tries, happens. murderer tries to rope in Virginia, saying this murder has bound them together or something like that. They cut to the Inquisition dude led to the quote unquote wood room, where I assume our co-conspirators are hanging out. Maybe. Turns out that is exactly what it is. And the team murderer tries to use a ruse to see if they can fool the Inquisitor. 
The idea is he is there to confess for his violent act against his brother and that he may be a murderer. While this is happening, the two nuns that were part of this plot, Vendetta and her lover, eyeball the murder log laying on the floor. The conspirator nuns very discreetly hide the murder weapon, and then one of the old nuns lays out what she has been spying on all this time, including that Mother Superior is throwing down with the murderer. Yeah, yeah. So, some things need to happen here. Priests need to get some shit going. Lightning strikes at the accusation and a board falls over and the hand of the peasant nun corpse appears out from under the hay. They cut from this to accusations of the evil that Virginia did fly about from some gossipy ass fucking nuns who also pray for an end to all this evil. They claim the baby was thrown to the pigs and not stillborn and that the Virginia had something to do with this. It just goes really off the walls on how much they actually are trying to accuse Virginia of doing. Yeah, it's um, it, and it gets more 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 and more horrifying as everything goes, so not good. <sighs> Rapist murderer dude charges into Virginia's quarters and begs Virginia to help him and to hide him. She says she will be taken to Milan as a prisoner and laughs as she tells him to hide under the bed. They all laugh, but then the approaching footsteps means the soldiers are there for all of them, I guess, or whatever. They cut from this to Mother Superior is sentenced to a life of isolation in a convent, as well as the other nuns that helped her. She's the only one that's going to get walled into her cell by bricks, where she will be trapped until her death. Jesus Christ, roll fucking credits. Fuck me. This was a difficult one to get through. Yeah, this uh, this wasn't easy. That's uh, that's a fact. I was having so much fun up until the 45-minute mark when they do the rape, and then it just takes a complete 180, and it just ruins all the goodwill they were building up here. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, good God. Like the quad sex routine thing where it's like a, a one-man multiple girl orgy basically yeah that's a that's a fun time yeah i mean yeah and it comes after all the rotten stuff that ruins your mood and yeah. like you feel kind of guilty for enjoying it but at the same time like we got to do this film for the review at this point yeah we're already you know part way through it so we might as well just finish it and do the review but like you can't i mean i don't think i'd ever really want to come back to this one no honestly i would never want to watch this one again yeah. well I, it's like any bruno Mattei film i never really want to watch it again but this is a weird thing is like this is the most coherent film he's probably ever done yeah, uh, i still don't want to watch it right and it's got the again. most direct story that there's probably ever done but it goes into the joe damato serious fucking exploitative no need rape scene and it goes for way too fucking long yeah, oh, just way too long yeah and that's it just that and the fact that they try to make it to where oh she falls in love with her assaulter you know it, it takes it to the point where it becomes beyond something that you can really just overlook to try and enjoy the rest of the film. And it, yeah, it taints the rest of the film for the entirety of the film. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And so you are very right. And so for that reason alone, like I just, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to want to go back to it. It's in the box set. Nope. So obviously I'm going to keep it. And yeah. for one reason or another, Matei films have no real rewatchability value for 
for me, uh, whether it's for the sheer ineptitude of the film or just for the sheer mean-spiritedness that he threw into some of his stuff. Yeah, this, agreed. This one's more the mean-spirited than anything, which is what makes it so tragic because it's probably the best he's done that we've seen thus far. You know, like there's other yeah. films where he's been so inept that it's been over the top and funny and that gives it rewatchability. Even though it is mean-spirited, somehow it, it charms us into being rewatchable. But this one is just like the most well-done and entertaining of a film that he, that I've seen that I can think of off the top of my head, but is so mean-spirited that it ruins that for me. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, even though there is, it's probably, yeah, like you said, the most well-done he's ever gotten. Uh, yeah, still bad. Yeah, and I'm tr- I'm really struggling with trying to think of another film that I've seen that he's done that I felt was like, you know, actually this well done, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure that there's, I've probably declared that for a few movies here and there, and I'm not going to go back and try to revisit any of them and try and decide which one is the absolute best film that he's ever done. I'm just going to continue to marvel when I don't find a film that he makes a complete and utter piece of shit. Yeah, right. There, that's about the only thing you can do. <laughs> it's still completely unenjoyable, but for the worst possible kind of reason because he made some decisions that I really wish he wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. And you just wish uh, that uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, Bruno Mattei would, someone would stop giving him money to make movies. <laughs> well, uh, he's dead now. So I don't think. Well, yeah, I'm happened. saying though, but I'm just saying back then, you wish. Or, and then I wouldn't have to go through so many May Mateys. <laughs> We're almost out. You know that, right? Like, I think no. this, this this year might be our last year. I don't know if there's going to be enough for us to do another May Matei, especially if we keep, uh, you know, covering shit so like this. So what you're this. telling me is maybe 2024 will be my year. Will <laughs> be a good year for me, finally. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe, probably yeah. not. <laughs> Why don't we just uh, pull the ejector cord on this and we'll go and do some PSYOP news and call it a day. Let's fucking do it. All right. Up next, we're going to have the band Hell Ripper with a song Beyond the Convent Wall. And when we come back, we'll do some psyop news. Even though I may not be able to understand the lyrics of what the guy's trying to say all that well, I'm pretty sure that it's not positive things about what's happening behind the convent walls. No, I'm pretty sure that shit's uh, probably bad. (laughs) Well, let's let everybody get some relief from the black metal they dislike and give them some psyopters. This one comes from uh, Mr. Christopher 
That's our man, Christopher, from the Time Shifters and Orphaned Entertainment podcast. Is he our favorite time-shifting orphan, Christopher? He must yes. have an incredibly long penis. Probably. Man with World War One explosive lodged in his rectum, sparks bomb scare, and hospital evacuation. <laughs> well done. That's, well, a, that's been, a hell yeah. of a fucking title. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a headline for you. Yeah, that is totally a fucking headline if I've ever heard one. Uh, New York Post. Uh, the case left doctors shell-shocked. Nah. A French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a World War I artillery shell lodged in his rectum. Rectum? Damn near killed him. The 88-year-old patient visited Hospital St. Luce in Toulon to have the antique explosive removed, but instead sparked a bomb scare, French publication Var Matin reported. Uh... And a uh, quote, an emergency occurred from 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening that required the intervention of bomb disposal personnel, uh, the evacuation of adult and pediatric uh, emergencies, as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies, a hospital spokesperson stated. We have to, uh, we had to manage the risk in a reactive framework, the rep added. When in doubt, we took all the precautions. Uh, there is, in fact, even a picture, and that's a hefty, hefty size shell to be up someone's rectum so jesus uh bomb disposal experts at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man they reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the first world war used by the french military the hospital stated stunned Ooh, doctors me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum i'm taking another dick and on your rectal passage my asshole actually sweat stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object uh which measured almost eight inches long and more than two inches wide from the man's rectum. Uh, Jesus from, fucking Christ. Right? I told you. There's a picture of it in this article. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually kind of proud of that dude that he found a way to make that fit. Anything's a sex toy if you're brave enough. Apparently. Fuck. Yeah, right? It's believed the pervy patient inserted the item up his anus for sexual pleasure. No, he did it because he wanted to hide it, you dummies. Uh, an apple, a uh, quote, an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving foam, we are used to finding unusual objects, in, uh, objects inserted where they shouldn't be, one doctor declared. But a shell? Never. Medics were forced to take the elderly man to surgery, cutting open his abdomen in order to remove the relic. According to the hospital, he is now in good health and is expected to make a full recover from the surgery, uh, I will add, but his dignity maybe not so much. So there you go. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Holy shit. Um, maybe we should just do. Nah, nah, fuck it. We're going to cut it short. We're going to cut it, it short. We're cutting okay. it short. I mean, we're at just over an hour. And <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to cut a lot of daft bits out. So I think we're going to be all right. <laughs> just like where I went to go get a drink. Well, yeah, that, that dead silence isn't going to be bad. Not like last week where we recorded for slightly over an hour and it cut down to just under 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, well, I still got it back up to the hour with a little bit of manipulation of time and some other tricks that I used to make it Good seem job. like we were talking more about stuff than what we actually were. But that doesn't fucking matter because I'm not padding out this episode to discuss that. No, not at all. Because we 
don't pad out episodes. We make fun of people for padding out their movies. We would never pad out our episodes because, you know, we're, we're, we're professionals. All right. I'm pulling the ripcord here. Here's the ending Legion <laughs> promo. And then after that, we're going to have the bucking black metal band Cradle of Filth with The Nun with The Astral Habit. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be a good thing. No. When we come back from that, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. filth goes in your ears your soul starts leaking out your nose yeah that what that is i thought that was from all the cocaine but okay cool (laughs) if you'd like to find the 385 previous instances where i have referenced the soul coming out of the nose which i do not think exists in a single one of those episodes but it's all available legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast if it does exist it would be there yeah that's true speaking of things that do exist and you should be there it's our legion discord chat where you can hang out and talk about all sorts of crazy stuff including how many boobs are in a movie and whether or not it makes it worthwhile to watch i mean usually it does usually usually i'm not saying all the time but usually like our movie this week definitely not worth it <laughs> no not worth it not, and this is one of those few rare moments where it's just not worth it if you'd like to find other boobs that are worth it you might want to check out instagram where while nipples are covered the rest of it pretty much goes free yeah right it's a, you know it's fine it's a, everything goes free free for everyone we're goddamn communists over here apparently
I don't think that's how it works, but that is how we do share our memes at cinema underscore psyops there on the Instagram that I previously mentioned, which then gets that's, shared. Go that's ahead. right. Sorry. Sorry. Well, first it gets shared to the Cinema PsyOps main landing page there that just represents the podcast where I put all of our episodes on and all that kind of stuff that really does nothing for anybody other than just house the memes there for Facebook, which then gets shared to our Facebook group named Cinema PsyOps after the show and then to my main page as Court PsyOps. Yeah. Right, goddammit. I'm going to drop talking about my fucking email because I don't think anybody's going to email me anything ever fucking again. And while you're out there not emailing me, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. my fetish that's my fetish well i mean yeah this whole series is your fetish i am recording one two three all right everything's coming through <laughs> all right well it looks like you want to be done with this uh, just as fast as we were with the last recording at least one well, of us doesn't have to vomit this time yeah right i just want to be ready for the recording so you don't have to go are you recording get to recording <laughs> That's fair. Wow, feeling very hostile ever since I told you that doing laundry on uh, yeah. <laughs> New Year's Eve or New Year's Day that apparently is a wives, wives' tale yeah. oh, bad luck. What? Oh, those wives like to smell like ass, I guess. Or they do everything like a couple days before to make sure they have at least one day's worth of laundry for everybody so they don't have to do it again. Well, I didn't think ahead, so fuck them too. <laughs> I'm going to start uh, the theme song so I can get my high going before I have to read these fucked up notes. So here we go. Word up. Real quick, just off topic. Can you hear a whirling sound coming over uh, from my No, I don't my hear area? anything right now. Cool. I, I redid my desk in uh, for my job. I have to have uh, a, a setup here in case I have to work from home. And I have a docking station, and for some reason it is making a whirling sound. And I just wanted to be like, uh, I'm going to get a new one on when I go in Tuesday. But Oh, now that you uh, mentioned it, I can hear it. So can it's you probably going to. Yeah, it's going to come through on your recording. Do me a favor. Let it go for about 10 seconds from now. This will become an outtake. And just silence on your side and just record that 10 seconds of that noise from your mic, okay? Just re- All right, so hold on. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> you so you shut up, a, you shut yeah. up, let your mic where it is where you normally would talk, and whatever that noise will pick up from that that's happening from that dock, I can I can use that to re- uh, isolate that noise and remove it. So just shut up for 10 seconds and let it record that noise. That should be good. I can't hear it coming through, but I'm sure that it'll be caught on your recording. All right, cool. <laughs> I just wanted to, I, like, I kept hearing it, and I'm like, ah, fucking thing. Three, two, one, my dumbass forgot I could skip those things. <laughs> Sorry, getting a drink. No problem. <clears throat> In fact, real quick, can I go grab a drink? Yeah, go ahead. Thanks. All right, I'm back. All right, so you ready to roll into the next 20? Uh, I am 
Now, I'm going to <laughs> open up the can. Next 20 Let's starts. Let's do it. For the sexual assaults. The sexual assault. You okay over there? Everything all right? drop talking about my fucking email because i don't think anybody's going to email me anything ever fucking again and while you're out there not emailing me kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch and complete it <laughs> let's see here all right uh, i almost hung up on you instead of just stopping recording all right wow, the dick licking son of a bitch all right now i'm done recording